And this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Join us if you can. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign here at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. You can also phone in with your questions at 356-9397. That's 356-WDWS. Or text us at 351-5357. Our experts are standing by. And they include Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. And Steve Brown. Hi there, Tamara. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, oh, hasn't yeah. it been nice? Oh, oh it's fabulous. Yeah, we were just saying if if we could just have a little rain, this would be, be perfect. 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 Just perfect. It would. Great sleeping temperatures. <laughs> yep. Not too much yep. stress during the day because of the temps. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Some sunshine. Yep. But a little breeze. We could use a little squirt. Here and there. Yeah, yeah, we, we could. <laughs> yeah. we could use that. A big, a big squirt. Nevertheless, it's been nice to actually it, uh, be outside and enjoy my garden. Yeah, and and you know, not mind pulling weeds. <laughs> <you know>? So <laughs> besides, it gives me an excuse to be outdoors. Besides pulling weeds, what's happening in your garden? Oh my goodness! Well, all of uh, my annuals are kind of coming back to life now after being stressed out from. Uh, uh, from the severe heat and whatnot, the heat wave, and, uh, and and a little extra care and babying that I had, and um, a few. Th- it's interesting with the perennials. Uh, I have a few orange lilies uh, blooming right now, and then there was one that I took a photo of, and I was going to ask you what it was, and then I was uh, looking in the paper earlier today at Ryan Pankow's article and and i'm thinking well now i'm wondering if perhaps that could be um like a milkweed type of a bush of course i can't find it now can't find your picture no i can't how annoying so you're just talking about asclepius or milkweed if you will so uh marianne or john i'm not sure who brought this handy little uh laminated article here marianne marianne it has a great close-up picture of the uh blooms Garden Gate magazine had an article on Asclepias. Uh huh. And so you laminated pic- it. Yeah, I did because I think it'd be real <laughs> handy to have around. Absolutely. Um, they're just you know what goes on. Um, yeah, I think just it's always the nice milkweed family itself. S- yeah, so many people. N- not that page necessarily. <laughs> but that's the backside. Here Don't look go. at that page. Look at this page. Well, and it's great because buy. it's got a, a, a map of the United States and in certain areas blocked off where certain ones are more prolific. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is very cool. And so you can be sure to try to concentrate on getting native milkweed, uh, or native to your area anyway. And boy, what a variety of color and uh, and blooms. Just yeah, it beautiful. is. It is amazing. And so... I'm not sure that that's a sclep- a okay. in your yard. I'm I. It's a little distant. It's a bad. If we could photo, do a, yeah. a better a close up picture. Right. Br- bring a sample in next Saturday. Well, okay. Yeah, that'd be better. Okay, I will try. But to do a that. great thing to do for monarchs. Steve was just telling us about all the um, milkweed that's growing in his uh, property, and really? sounds cool. Yeah, sounds really awesome. That's uh, yeah. great. The pods are swollen and getting large on the circus. So, yeah, Circus. it's great. And then the orange guys, the Encarnadas, are still blooming to beat the band. Are they? So, That's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see those pods come on and then break open. I remember as a kid, we used to just, uh, we'd, we'd search them out and break them open and disperse the seeds. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. 
Little did we know. I have a, a, a you just ahead of your time. I know. You were. Hey, as always, right? I have a friend of mine uh, collects those, and uh, she's really into the monarchs, and she actually has really great success yeah. with the seeds, uh-huh. you know, planting them in the fall. That's great. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what they do, you know. It's that's too hard they... to, sometimes you, you try to dig that plant, and it doesn't usually work. It's difficult to transplant, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Well, wouldn't you say, in, in terms of the horticulture, the garden center industry, that the Asclepius has come on, especially the Incarnata, the orange one, like no other oh, in terms yeah. of the last few years? Oh, yeah. yeah. In Absolutely. terms of the quantities. I mean, if you think even back maybe five or seven years ago, yes. you hardly sold any at all. No. But you now did. it's a huge wave. Well, I think there's just so many people that are so in tune with, with the monarch um, issue and, and you know, trying to provide a food and, and um, uh, a source for them. Right. Nectar and it, it just, it's just so important to keep that going. Rather, I, and it just kind of, it doesn't annoy me, but once in a while, it's like you drive along the interstates and you see these beautiful stands of grasses that are just, you know, they're just the roadway. Mm-hmm. And, and the next time flowers. you go down, it'll be mowed down. Oh, yeah. And I just hate that. I just, you know, those kinds of environments are important, so... Absolutely. So there. There you go. That's great. So what's happening in your all gardens? What's going on? Oh, guess. You're watering. Water, water, water. Oh, you're okay. watering. Is that so what you're watering? You were telling me that this That's morning, too. That's what I did yesterday, yes. Yeah. Yep. You had a nice relaxing day off with the hose in your hand. It was no, gorgeous. With the, with the there is something well, to be said for that in no. terms of relaxing, <laughs> though, too. It, it, it Even though it can be a lot of work, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can be yeah. good for the soul. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the Mr. Miyagi syndrome, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there was plenty Fill of time. gallon bucket, empty five-gallon bucket. Oh, okay, five I'm bucket. thinking wax empty on, wax off. Bucket. Wax on, wax off, yeah. Do this, do that. It's a meditation. It's a meditation. Got it. Five-gallon bucket, five-gallon bucket. <laughs> and if, you, if, you fill the and bucket, if you've got a hose in your hand, it really can be, you know. that's It's just really neat sometimes <laughs> just to stand there and kind of space out. It's like, <laughs> of course, if you're doing it for eight yeah. hours, it's a little Why different. did I miss that plant? Why is that plant so green? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Oh, yeah. Water, so, water, so you watered. Yes. And you watered mainly newer things in the last couple of years? Mostly or? newer things. Yeah. 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 But, but there was plenty of time. I also... Used some spray on the poison ivy. Yeah, got that in. But uh, there was time to enjoy and relax. Nice, and yeah. you have to because oh, again, yeah. if you can't take advantage of days like we're having this week to be able to have a little garden time, just to sit down, relax, view, yep, uh-huh. appreciate, plan a little bit yeah. without getting carried away with how yeah. much. Start getting fidgety, like, oh, I gotta go get this done. I better get up and get over there. No, I didn't do that. (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned poison ivy, though, because I would never think that there would be poison ivy like in town, in the middle of town kind of thing. Really? I I would just imagine it being in the woods. (laughs) But my sister was taking out a bush. Oh, dear. And didn't realize it, but Uh I guess there had been some poison ivy mixed in, in. the shrubbery and whatnot. Too bad. Oh, she said she was miserable, and she's st- it's been like two or three weeks now, Aww. and she's only just now not miserable. 
Oh, man. Oh, I know. She had to clean her whole house because she didn't know the oils were on her hands and touching things. Oh, what an excuse to have to clean the house. Yeah, right. Seriously. Mm. I'd need something that drastic to make me clean the house. Well, I mean, like, the the deep clean kind of, you know. Seriously, I'm telling you. you. Maybe the problem is those oils could get embedded in the dust, Marianne, and it could persist forever. So you have to clean before the poison ivy touch. So. (laughs) Darn it. You find poison ivy in town even, right? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Heck poison yeah. oak. What else should we be watching for? I had somebody telling me about, uh, lived in a newer neighborhood with those the retention ponds that they had uh, hemlock. Poison hemlock. Oh, really? Yeah. Boy, and you around don't even pond. want your pets around that, right? Probably I wouldn't not. imagine. I, I wouldn't want them around poison ivy either. So I'm trying to think, isn't that how um, Socrates was put... To with hemlock? hemlock, yeah. You might be right. Thank you. If not, don't, don't it's count an on interesting to tidbit <laughs> to make you look it up. Switching gears. <laughs> so so I was really, uh, sometimes, you know, you kind of, you're you're in that mode where, you know, got to gotta water and got to do all this yeah, work, yeah. got to pull the weeds. So I was kind of the opposite yesterday. Cool. And I was just observing how pleased I was with a couple of my containers. You know, they Yay! were just doing so well and Yay. so pretty. That's awesome. How I, you know, did a little pat on my back for once. Put us together. Good. And, and, and yeah. pleased. What what pleased you? Uh, the, Tell us, well, Mr. The, Designer. The performance of the plants and the combination that was that. That you thought They just look great together. Early yeah, in the season. yeah. I have one that's uh, a cordy line and a uh, Rex begonia uh-huh. combination that's just just really stunning. That's awesome. And the alocasia I got this year was uh-huh. was um, uh, Williams hybrid, and it has this big glossy green leaf with these silver veins, yeah. and then nice. the underside is kind of a purple color. So it's Ooh, just it's so from the, so from the backside or if it's elevated and you're yeah. sitting and you can look up into it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I just so like those just yeah. a lot. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say with mm, the containers we planted this year, overall it's been very successful. But I definitely would make some changes and not repeat too many things as they are. So did you take pictures of them so you can remember what mistakes you made? <laughs> not, not yet. I'm, I'm waiting for some things to continue to get a little bit larger than I want them to because oh, they're already advice. there. Well, you know, I've always said that um, a camera is one of the best tools in the garden. Mm-hmm. So, and that's so you don't forget, but also just so you remember what you did like. You know, I mean, it works both ways. That's great. But, you know, I also like it as I'm learning my garden, uh, uh, taking the photos of perennials Uh in their different stages. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that I can remember. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a beautiful purple. I forgot. (laughs) Or remember there was a perennial there, not a weed. Yeah. (laughs) Early next spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and that's true because sometimes things come up and and you don't really think, what is that? Yeah. You know, or I don't remember that. Did I plant that? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So with with taking back some of the containers is I'm probably I don't really need to insert anything new and fresh in. Oh, good. Uh, so they're good, but you know some of them will change over to fall containers here in the next two to four weeks. Yeah, sure. Uh, with some mums and some ornamental peppers and some things like that. So nice. right now they all need a good feeding. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At least the ones that I have. Yeah. So uh, and I also need to prune. So they're just looking. 
looking overall really good, but I'd say I need to prune out and lighten them up a little bit. You know, the sweet potato vines may be just a little bit too big, or the Bidens is a little bit too large, or yeah. uh, trim that petunia back just a little bit more. Uh, I was just going to ask you, do you have petunias and do you prune them? Uh, they get... They don't get deadheaded by any means, sure. but when they get to be too long where basically you can't see much of the size of the side of the pot, yeah, uh-huh. I, I come through with pruning shears and just uh, whack them back up. I, I have people ask me that all the time, uh, this time of year particularly, about petunias especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they start getting a little leggy, mm-hmm. and they're blooming just at the end of the vine. So, I, you know, yeah, prune them. Yeah, as far Absolutely. as some the, the plants that... Uh, just are outstanding and i would recommend them again for almost any setting would be some of the begonias and and most of these are either the big leaf or the bronze leaf big leaf type or uh, the dragon wing types Um, sun shade you name it just outstanding especially if they're in a mixed container and you want something that's going to be full and at the top and not be flat like some of the petunias might be flat and leggy and stringy Mm -hmm. or not but just totally outstanding um, the vertigo grass, which is a oh, variety of a purple it. fountain grass, which is amazingly aggressive. So it's uh, taken oh. over one container, and wow. it's probably four feet tall at the t- from the top of the container and probably about five feet wide. Wow. And so it is just phenomenal. They're wow. gorgeous. Uh, That's beautiful. And, and a little bit more draping, still upright in its habit, but not just erect upright like uh-huh. some grasses i mean it's it's arching and graceful nice um and uh and one of the red and set a bananas nice. nice it's really and a couple of those guys are almost too large it's the first time i've planted those in these containers they're near each other and uh-huh. so the contrast and the texture is amazing oh and sure the, and they mm. dance and play with color that's some awesome. similar coloration but they're getting to the point right now i'd say for the last two or three or four weeks they're almost going to be too big And so one of two things, they're still okay with the container itself, but perhaps the container should have been spaced a little bit more than, you know, and how they're playing with each other. So, you know, another foot or foot and a half apart would have made a difference. Yeah. So it's starting to kind of split hairs here a little bit, but uh, definitely would, if I was, if I were to grow the same thing again, I would change it. uh, That sounds awesome. And scoot them around a little bit. Well, but, but the, uh, the regular annuals do need a good feeding and we've been staying on top of the watering uh and i know marianne and john both use osmocote for a slow release granular fertilizer and i think that would have helped i had worked a lot of compost in with the potting mix that helps and so it had that a good helps. general feeding but i've got uh, a couple liquid f- foods that i'll give them a shot here this weekend I, I think that's important for people to remember in containers uh, with annuals that they do prefer a little more fertilizer mm-hmm. and especially in, in seasons like this where, where you're watering containers almost every day yeah. right. so all the nutrients you're are just being washed right out. the nutrients right out. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you really need, need to be on top of the fertilizing because it they, they just quit performing you know if they don't have anything feeding them so mm-hmm. it's cool. Much to do but yep. I think you're right totally take some pictures right now uh, so you can remember can what you might want to change around. Yeah. So when you're out there in the garden center next spring, <laughs> hurrying and scurrying to grab all the plants you think you want, maybe you can pull those pictures back up just before you go. Right. Do a tiny bit of planning. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then sometimes you, you're, you're, no matter how much planning you do, there's something that catches your eye and you just have to get it and then make it work. Spontane- spontaneous shopping? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, when Concept. you're going back to pinching back your plants just a little bit, 
would you advise just going ahead and getting them all over with and they you'll have blooms again in a few days or a week or would it take two to three weeks to get the blooms back and therefore you should kind of stagger it well i, I probably am in, in the uh, vein of staggering okay yeah don't don't wait till one moment and, and do all the pruning. And do all of them start pruning <laughs> a little bit early when you start to see that thing exhibiting you know the kind of leggy like stuff going on stems. Yeah. Okay. i think if you can know. be more of an in and out kind of pruner yeah. so you're you're mm-hmm. cutting back certain parts of the plant okay and getting them to reflush while the other ones still have some color and then I after the other ones reflush maybe you come back and yeah. i've had the hardest yeah. time with verbena i've never yeah. worked with verbena before and so yeah they stopped blooming yeah and and Finally, I look it up, and I should have pinched them back a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I have to wait another, like, what, two to three weeks before I get more blooms? Yeah, maybe, but don't don't quit fertilizing. Okay. So that helps annuals specifically. Okay, good. So what else are you doing outside in the garden? I'm, uh, well, I am still, sorry, Marianne. He just broke in. Well, actually, I kind of asked the tea bottle sitting between the two. <laughs> you <yeah. did. laughs> no eye contact. Oh, straight tea. Ah. So, oh. so, uh, <laughs> so I've been clearing out in my uh, my wooded area behind my house, taking out uh, all the undesirable Asian honeysuckle and other plants we talked about before, yeah. and uh, so clearing the land. I got <laughs> on clearance this cool hammock. So I have it strung up between two trees so I can lay in there. Do you actually lay in it? Uh Uh-huh. Do you really? Yeah. Good. So you collect acorns in between laying down in it, or what's you got to dodge? No, the squirrels you are aiming at you, aren't they? Yeah, Kaboom. I've got those squirrels. Yeah. John's got a motorcycle helmet on while he's laying in the hammock, just so the squirrels don't get back at him. Oh. It's like this morning when I was having coffee. Why is coffee? it so hot in this hammock? <laughs> Ticks. I'm thinking of ticks. The, the metal shield that you put over your body, yeah. <laughs> so, so Mary Ann, you've planted a lot of new things the last few years. You sure have. Yeah. Actually, uh, this year. Actually, this, this month. Yeah. Oh, so, no, not this month. So, yeah. obviously, you're watering like to crazy. beat the band. Yeah. That's about all I'm doing right now. I, I, in fact, enjoying some of, of what's going on in the garden right now. And, and like you said, Sean, like, wow, that worked out. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have those, those epiphany. Oh. Really, it works. Well, it, it, you know, let's put an asterisk by that. <laughs> of course, it's her, and of course, it's going to work out. So it's on a different scale than most people. You know, when, so when when she's no. pleased and tickled, it's really something. I I unfortunately had uh, one of my Japanese maples. That's oh gosh, it's probably twelve, fifteen years old. It it had a double trunk, um, not from the ground, but from about four feet up. One trunk just died. Oh. Just totally died. So I'm already envisioning what I'm going to do there when I have to take the tree out. Because <laughs> it, it truly is just a huge chunk of the tree. I, and so, I have no idea what happened. And are you concerned about what happened? Like, are um, you watching for I've lost enough trees in my backyard in the last five years that it's like, okay, another tree gone. So, you know, so, no, I've, I've quit being concerned. Kind of over it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm... I'm pretty sure I ha- well, I'm quite sure I have verticillium in my backyard. I've had several things uh, die from that, several trees. And even though I kept planting trees in the same place <laughs> that are susceptible to verticillium, it's like, okay, Marianne, you, you get the picture now. Oh, five, five trees you've put there and they've all died. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, is that duh. a fungus or is there a common name? Or? Uh, it, it's, 
I don't know if there's a common name, but it that is. is I, it's a I, that's fungal, what I would call the that's common name for it. For it's the genus, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a fungal issue that um, uh, works in the vascular system, uh, and, and is persistent in the soil. Oh. So you can't really get rid of it. Wow. There's not much treatment for it except keeping your plants seriously healthy. I mean, you've just got a baby I'm like crazy. And certain plants are more susceptible than Cer- others. Certain plants are, and one of them is Japanese maples. So. Ah. Yes, but of you, course. And, and we were talking about it. You know, I, in a previous life, I had one that yeah. just died. I had a burgundy lace Japanese maple that just toasted almost overnight. Oh. Just died. It was, you know, 12 feet tall, gorgeous, outstanding oh. tree. And I didn't take a sample into the planting clinic. And I wanted a maple there so bad. I'm kind of like Marianne. I'm, like, I'm going to plant another maple there, and whatever yeah. happens, happens. <laughs> and and it, it's still to this day doing quite well so and whether it was that or whether it was something else i don't know and that's a lot of years later right yeah and so it, it's in his situation it was perfectly fine this what's happened to my tree doesn't look like anything i've ever seen happen to hmm. anything that's died in my backyard hmm. <laughs> it's just so random so um yeah i'll probably have it tested but um i'm already trying to envision what i'm gonna put there I, and I, f- I think I've got it kind of worked out, but uh, it'll change the, uh, again, mm-hmm. change the the landscape, I mean, the whole feel of the backyard. Mm. I mean, it's not like that big of an issue, but because I do have How tall is it? I still, it's probably about 15 feet tall. Mm, that's oh, a, wow. That's uh, about 12 feet wide. It's just significant, yeah. yeah. But I still have, I, I still have about 20 Japanese maples in my backyard that are doing just fine. So... Who knows? That's a good thing. And, and I am going to have it diagnosed because, I, I yes, I am concerned. I do want to know. I don't want to put things in there that I know are going to be susceptible to verticillium because um, I've done that, and it's just, you know, you're just mm-hmm. <laughs> not taking or not, not paying attention to, to things that are going on. I mean, don't keep planting something there that's going to be affected by it. So. And it's Unless nice that we really have the extension it. office. <laughs> Unless you really want it. Well, you can enjoy what. it for two years and then it dies. <laughs> we have had uh, Janice or Janice waiting on the phone for a little while. So let's go ahead and bring her in on the conversation. Good morning. And how is it? Is it Janice? Uh-oh. Is it Janice? Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Can you hear me? We sure can. Great. Yes. Got a question for you about blueberries. Um, and before I t- ask you, uh, tell you about my problem, let me share that when I prepared the ground uh, years ago, it's been in there many, many years, um, I dug a shallow grave, completely isolated the soil, uh, you know, pulled out all of uh, the Illinois soil, put in plastic, put X's at the bottom of the plastic so they would have drainage, put in sand, put in compost, sphagnum peat moss, did it all right had great blueberries for many, many years. And now uh, my blueberries are so tiny, it's not even hardly even worth pulling them. They're just little bitty things, and they're not as sweet as they used to be. Is it because I have not been fertilizing them um, with, you know, the acid uh, things in there, or is it something else? What's the foliage look like? Is it uh, light, dark, nice dark green? Is it lighter green? Yeah. Is there any yellowing no. between the veins? What's the? No, I don't think there's any yellow in there. Okay, so it's you don't have like darker green veins and lighter green tissue in between the veins. Uh, I'll go out and take a look, but I don't think so. Okay, that okay. would be good. 
So you know, if, if you don't, then it would indicate that you probably don't have an iron deficiency or anything like that. And, and really, I don't think that the area that you prepared is going to change its pH, for example. Now, as the plant gets bigger and the roots grow out further, uh, perhaps in the original area prepared, the, the roots might be getting into a, a different pH than that immediate planting area, which could be some impact on the plant. Hmm. But uh, again, pH doesn't just go away. Go, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, if you, I don't know if you tested it after you planted it, but obviously you, you did some things well because of, of how, how they flourished. So I would yeah. probably intensively feed. I'm now outside. I'm now outside, and the leaves are absolutely perfectly green. green so uh, no problem with good. that. That's great. That yeah. part's good. Yeah. And yeah. I guess if I was going to do a couple things and they were mine, I would intensively feed them for production for next year. Um, mm-hmm. And I could, if I was going to use a really slow-release organic-type fertilizer or compost, I could put it on now if I wanted to, and it'll take time to break down and become available to the plants for next year. Uh, if I was going to be more using more of a commercial type fertilizer, I'd probably do it later on in October, um, and uh, I'd make sure the plants are mulched in really well right now. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, from a watering standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, have you had much rain the last month, or how are you doing? Uh, I'm in Champaign Urbana, so I had as rain as you did. <laughs> yeah, it's so pockety. It's you know, like some person, some people get yeah. something here yeah. and there, but uh, I, I don't know how you've been watering the last month, but um, even though they're established plants, I would certainly encourage you to be out there watering, watering yeah, big well, time. And of course, that's where the shredded bark mulch would be really helpful too. Okay. Um, and what I usually do, I've, I've got pine trees out and back, so I collect all the white pine needles and I use that as mulch. So that's I've been doing that, that every year. That's good. I I, how thick? How thick is the mulch? Would you say? Um, I just add to it all the time, and I, I don't know. I mean, the, I, I still I still check that. that. You know, if it's if it's okay. more cosmetic, if it's less than an inch or only about an inch thick, I would try and uh-huh. step it up and have a, a heavier Great. mulch. But I that. think feeding Thank and you. watering are, are your friends. Great, right. and I get, definitely have not been uh, feeding it. Uh, one last question is, I maybe you've addressed this in past episodes, and I didn't hear. Um, I this is the first time ever I've not seen those nasty bugs that look like um, ladybugs, but they're not. Are those called June bugs? No. Uh, are they literally look like ladybugs, only more orangish in color? They're. I think they have a greenish body. Okay, then. Yeah, they'd be um, Japanese beetles, they, probably. They, oh yes. I'm sorry. I'm just tired and i'm not thinking yes that's right there was japanese beetles yeah. and that's kind of getting year, over I with not seen them yeah you You're probably dodged you probably dodged it obviously you, dodged yeah, you didn't get them or do they do they typically riddle your blueberries uh they they used to never eat them and then all of a sudden in the last couple of years they've been eating the leaves but uh-huh. there are none in my neighborhood where there used to be all kinds of them. There's absolutely none in the first year ever. That's Why? great. Good I for don't you. Know. They are yeah. cyclical. The, uh, uh, the populations will, will uh, grow and then diminish. And yeah, it's uh, every year. Wouldn't that be, be great a, if you're on a, just starting to run with that? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate it.
Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Denise. Take care. 356-9397 is our phone number. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens or text us at 351-5357. You know, the blueberry, I, I know I've talked about it before that I had in a container that did so beautifully. And I actually had it there for aesthetics and for the birds because it was uh, peach sorbet. And as new leaves came out, the coloration was just beautiful. Uh, so, you know, I didn't do anything to it except water. Uh, and and guess what? what? It, it diminished in, in production. Oh. So I think with the fertilization, like you mentioned, Steve, was probably a, a, a big issue with that blueberry. Uh, and yeah. and finally, after five or six years, it, it just declined so much, I just pulled it out. But I didn't amend the soil at all, and all I do would be to water. So I think that is an important issue. Well, the fact it, that it overwintered absolutely. in that container for five or six years is oh, gosh, yeah. kind of more, th- more than you probably oh, bargained for. It was. Yeah. I, I, pl- I planted it just for one season because I knew that's all it was. Now, do. do you need to prune blueberry uh, bushes? Do you do that? Are they like new wood growth and old wood growth kind of a thing? There's very little pruning to do with them, and, and okay, and, good. And sometimes it's for size, but if you if you find out what variety you have and you plant accordingly, like this little this variety that Marianne planted is a very small dwarf plant. And some blueberries, gosh, they get five, six, seven, eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. And then there's some varieties that only say three or four feet tall. So, and aren't you supposed to have more than one variety so that yes. they can cross pollinate or something like that? Yep. Mine did fine by itself. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You'll but have you higher. They diminish. You will have higher <laughs> fruit production if you have two different varieties. Uh, and uh, that's true in a lot of fruits. Yeah. And, yeah. and oh, okay. And you just want to avoid extremes in terms of bloom time. So you don't want to have really early ones and really late ones you want to kind of have early and early or early and mid or mid and late or some combination where there's an overlap in the bloom period okay flowering period that's the whole point right okay good to know but the f- fall color is outstanding oh, on blueberry just plants stunning. Mm-hmm. i mean absolutely it's just absolutely gorgeous that was one of their elements that you exactly. had in that container that exactly i never thought cool. about blueberry bushes adding fall color well, you know anything? <laughs> yeah, That's anything, cool. anything you think of, like like um, burning bushes. You know, there's some oh. there's some dwarf burning bushes. Okay, you have to have a, a seriously large pot because the, even the smallest ones are three to four feet tall. Little oh, Moses. Wow. Little Moses. Yikes! And that beautiful, stunning color in the fall. Yeah, that'd be That's gorgeous. Great. Yeah, it would be. Let's go back to the phones where Jean is phoning in. Good morning, Jean. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I got a question. What is the best chemical for uh, cabbage worms? Hmm. I'd like to recommend the the BT. Pardon? BT. BT. Bacillus thuringiensis. Uh, trade B- name might B- be thur- might be thuricide. BT, you say? Yeah. Yeah. T H U R. Or thuricide. I-C-I-D-E, thuricide. Oh, very good. Spelling bees. Um, somebody, or a friend of mine about three years ago, gave me a, a jar, and it was a, a two, two-name two uh, chemical, and it was real good, but I, I lost it. I misplaced the uh, container, and I, I can't find it. So I was, I know it was uh, two names. Might have been Bacillus thuringiensis. Uh, or, uh, or what John just said, BT. So that's a two-name chemical that we we sell a lot yeah, for that issue. It, it only kills worms. It doesn't kill other insects. Uh, will that kill tomato worms too? 
Yeah, yes. but I they are so gnarly. If you can find them, I'd physically remove those. Yeah, yeah. Because, take them all. Yeah, because <laughs> in two or three hours before they die, or however long it might oh, take them. They'll eat a lot. Well, I yeah. don't have any. I don't have any yet, but boy, they sure tore up my cabbage, though. Oh, Aww. yeah. Yeah, that happens. They can make it unsightly. You end up peeling oh, off yeah, so many outer layers just... before you get to the part that's been untouched. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's a crop that what, he can what still. What did you say you recommend? Uh, come you? in and we'll show you. It's called thuricide. Oh, okay. Is it kind of a clear, a clear chemical or not? Or uh, I have. Kind of white? I haven't used it in a few years, but I kind of remember it being more greenish in color. But it's been a few years since oh. I've used it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank All you right. very much. Oh, you bet. Thanks for calling in, Gene. Three five okay. six. Have a good day. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. So, um, if things keep going, I'll probably have to bring in some eggplant to Mister Weisgarver this week. Ooh. He, re- he requested I the am slender. Which variety did you request? The Ichabon. Yeah. We enjoyed yeah. the cucumbers that you brought in. Well, oh, they've been good. fabulous. The cucumbers are about yeah. just about mm-hmm. worn out. But, oh, uh, really? Well, you know, things happen. Yeah, and, they do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, obviously still a lot of squash coming on and doing its thing, and the watermelons are starting to look pretty good. Oh, nice. It's oh, looking pretty nice. good. And uh, tomatoes are not in full swing, unfortunately, still yet. Certainly getting production, but not uh, not drowning in tomatoes. Hence, I came in empty-handed this morning. <laughs> and but even like how Gene brought up his cabbage and lettuce, that's still a crop that you can grow, right? Isn't that like a fall you could, crop that you could do? Yeah, you can do cabbage and lettuce and spinach and those things as a fall crop. Okay. So uh, later here in August, if you wanted to plant some for fall production, yes. In you actually could. In fact, um, Garden Gate just had an article about what what to plant in fall. Oh, isn't that interesting? And and when to plant it? And uh, it's in alphabetical yeah. order. It's a yeah, great magazine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoy this yes. magazine a lot. So, so it was cool. always Ed's favorite too. <laughs> so read down the list. That what do they say? Well, beets, broccoli, cabbage, carrots, chard, leaf lettuce, peas, radish, spinach, kohlrabi. That's lots of stuff. Radishes. Yeah. So yeah. It's, but it's time to start thinking about putting out those fall crops. Okay. So. And 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 at this time, would you you do them from plugs, or is it is it too late to start with seed? Most of the things on that list you could do by seed. You'd wow. be a little bit more challenged with the cabbage and the broccoli kind of yeah. things, where you might have to start them indoors or find them in a garden center. Uh, but finding them as transplants is a little problematic. It is. Yep. Uh, just because of availability, and a lot of growers don't want to mess with it, and so huh. it gets to be a little bit tough to find them in uh, late August and early September as a transplant. We've tried in years past to, to keep that kind of thing going through the summers and into early fall, but it's been very difficult to find them. I don't, yeah. It just and, it's too bad. And, and hmm. we've grown them ourselves sometimes for people, but then you know the demand just doesn't seem to be there as much as you'd like yeah. it to be there. So okay. yeah. well, it gets to be tough. Let's talk about demand and what you have sneaking in on the shelves right now. And even the yellow ones are starting to open up a little bit. Okay. Mums. All right. Oh, you are, Linda already put out a few big, beautiful uh, bouquet. I don't know. Not a bouquet. Bushels. It's a plant. It's a, 
Okay, plants. <laughs> it's a plant, yeah. Pots. Maybe that's what I was looking for. Pots. Nice, <laughs> nice rounded, full plants. Yeah, yeah the, they really uh, are. The shape is so uniform this it year. Is. And the size. Yes. Just, just beginning to Beautiful. show color. Just beginning. Mm-hmm. So in the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll probably start looking really nice. Start opening yeah, up more. And but it's fun to have them out. Oh, well, and yes. Marianne got some nice fresh perennial color, and you got some dwarf phlox oh, yeah. and some morisclepius in. And and some uh, echinaceas and cornflower that yeah. are stunning colors right now. Just they, beautiful. Yes, they are. You have the soft pink and the darker pink, and you have the lavender and orange and red and yellow yes. and white. But oh my gosh, the flocks. Oh, aren't those stunning? Yes. But it's tall flocks. And I had no idea that they came in. But, it, but so it's many a dwarf tall flocks. It's a dwarf tall flocks, yeah. That, that, that's what's what moving now. Sorry. Do those exist? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> a dwarf tall flocks. Well, it's not they're, a creeping flock. They're, they're dwarf paniculatas. Dwarf flocks paniculatas. And okay? they are perennials, right? They're perennials, Because yes. I know they do have some annual flocks because I've gotten that before. Annual um, flocks we usually sell in the spring. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't had that for uh, uh, a while now. But okay. perennial flocks we've had all season long. But we usually have the one that's in flower at the season. So early in the year, the flock subulata is what we carry. And we have no tall flocks because subulata is the creeping flocks. So it goes on and on and on. There's there's a woodland flocks and blah, 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 blah. So what we have now are the paniculatas, which is the tall flocks, but those that we got in are dwarf. So they're only mm, two, about feet, about two feet, two and yeah. a half feet tall. And they tend to bloom, start blooming about they're, this time, about they're mid- a summer mid- bloomer, right? July? Yeah, they're a summer bloomer, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, nice. And then will they last throughout the fall or into the fall? Depends on the weather. Depen- yeah, it depends on how hot it is. Okay. Some will go fast, some don't. Uh, some will have uh, 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 side shoes of, of flowers. They just, everyone's a little bit different. The pani- yeah, but, but the hydrangea paniculatas oh are looking gosh. stunning right now, aren't they? Mm. Oh, my oh. gosh. Uh, little quick fire, not to be confused with quick fire, but little quick fire caught yeah. my eye yesterday when I was walking by. It's beautiful. So it's got the same great coloration yeah. as quick fire where you have the ivory white panicle, closer to white white, but still a little off white. And then as it uh, colors and matures, it starts to get that fire, that pink. You know um, what I really like about it, too, is the stem coloration. It's a little more uh, reddish purple. Darker, yeah. Just adds a a little something. It's just, it's odd how such a small thing adds so much. And the the flower is, to me, just the right combination of texture. I don't want to say coarseness, but the flower, the, the, the... the flowers themselves are a little bit larger. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Than some of the varieties, but not so spread apart and it's, coarse. That it's not dense like some of the blossoms. That's, yeah. It's yeah. open. It's pretty. But some of them but are some, not. But some of them are too open. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. And and Tamara just showed me is showing me a photograph of of she took a picture of one. I believe that this is moonrock, um, which is beautiful white. Just, oh, her hand white. is dwarfed next yeah. to the yeah, I had flower. To, I put my hand up next to the flower so that you could see just how yeah. large Almost it is. football They're, sized, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. larger than my hand. It's beautiful. And, and several of them on the bush, and on each bush. Linda noticed one. She said, boy, I sure like that one over there, the one on the end. I, I said, which one, Linda? And she said, lava uh, lamp. 
it's lava lamp candelabra. She said, yeah, the beefy one on the end. I thought, I don't know how she could tell the difference. They're all pretty beefy. (laughs) 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 They look fabulous, though, right now. I was really tickled that we were able to get those in. Oh, my gosh, yes. And just out in the landscape, they just really show off. Oh, guys, driving through town, you cannot miss them. The hydrangeas are just showing, the paniculas are just showing off like crazy right now. How fun. Yeah, that's been... uh, a lot of fun just to do this week too is drive around and see everybody's yards and gardens and what they have planted because everything is just looking so gorgeous well you know it's really neat to do that and see what's actually surviving this heat and, and dry good point yeah it just it's, think if, it was, if it's performing well right now by golly that's what you want to have that's if you want keeper. that, that, that yeah. yeah you want to have that one that's uh that no care perennial it comes back every year and blooms all summer long right <laughs> Well, so that's, and that's what I have, all that shade, you know, and it, but it gets so dry. Yeah. And oh. that's what I was reading about one of the dryopterous ferns that yes. we sold that I uh, put in two years ago. And it's performing really well. Uh, awesome. Which is it's, amazing. You think of fern well, and yeah. dry soil. Exactly. You know, it says once it's established, it yeah. can tolerate dry. But, yeah, yeah. But you still want to water it. Oh, that's but, awesome. But, yeah. And, you know, dry shade is probably one of the hardest things to plant in. <laughs> Just yeah. terribly hard. But mm. yeah. but you said you put in a lot of epimediums, too. And mm-hmm. those are fabulous in dry shade. Yeah. And a great yeah. colonizer. Just a, a Absolutely. great ground cover. So, yeah. ooh, very pretty. I'll mention real quick that you are having a 50% off sale on your perennial vines. Uh, You also have uh, select perennials at only $6.97. Some. There are just a few. Yeah. Your ground covers, 50% off, and they had been only $2.99. So, was it $1.50? You you know what's on sale that just is? I'm shocked that we still have any of our fruit trees. Really? Yeah. They're on sale still. Yay. They're at 50% off. Is that right? Uh, I think they just went to 70. (gasps) Seriously? Fruit trees went to 70% off? Wow. I wasn't thinking about planting anything. Now Mm. you are. They they, they come with fruit for heaven's sakes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody uh, the other day bought five, you know, apples just loaded. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It, there's yeah. there's a lot of apples, and we did have some prunes and um, a couple some plums. peaches. Plums, yeah. 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 Anything espaliate? Espaliate? No. There's uh, a there's a I believe still the four in one apple. Yeah, they're not espaliate. The they're, they're trees, but okay. um, there's four varieties on one uh, trunk, which Excellent. makes pollinate uh, pollinization almost a surefire thing. So. Excellent. So fun. So yeah, it's always nice to have the deals. And of course, inside you've got, you know, again, fresh items in the boutique with some really cute uh, sweaters and blouses. Sweaters. Hats, purses. For those air-conditioned public Mm -hmm. spaces. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where where I have to wear my socks with my sandals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and then I was uh, reading my my uh, email from Prairie Gardens, and you were having. Are you still having a framing uh, yep. sale going on? There's a select group of custom frame moldings, and the custom frame moldings in that grouping are eighty percent off. Holy cow! Wow! So it's not the entire <laughs> order, but there's a again, it's a, a nice little group of extra moldings that we've got wow. that we're able to. 
obtain and I need to pass take along out a couple of those prints I have laying I, around. I better go have a look too. <laughs> right? I have a few memory kind of things. Sure. You know, like uh, ball tickets along with a little souvenir cup kind of thing. And yeah. Put a little box together or something. Nice. So real quick, uh, did we cover all the sales, or there is there anything that I missed? There's just all kinds of cool stuff, and and, yeah, and some of the fall stuff and Halloween stuff is starting to creep out it onto is. the sales floor. It's, and it's so much uh-huh. fun to have fall color stuff come. Yeah. I love the fall yeah. colors, and yeah. even those uh, you're finding some some uh, deals and oh, yeah. uh, and price cuts on those, and your fairy garden items. Of course, I. I had to get this one. It was the last one. The little autumn sign that says, The woods are full of fairies. The sea is full of fish. The trees are full of golden leaves. Let's make an autumn wish. Huh. Oh, they, okay. got, they got all that on that little sign? Yeah. Wow. I know. That's Isn't amazing. that amazing? <laughs> and I could read it without and you my could glasses. Read it. That's, the Im- <laughs> that's the impressive part. So, yeah. But so, yeah, nobody else garden. can get one because that's the last one. So. Although, you still have some really cool fairy garden items, and they are all on sale, too. So, check that out. So this has been Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. It's always educational Happy watering, for me. everybody. Yeah, happy watering. Happy right. watering. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Our experts today have been Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Jim Lewis. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Keep in mind that if you become an Ivy Long member out here at Prairie Gardens, you can get an extra 10% off every Tuesday. A podcast of the show will be available later today at WDWS.com. Have a great weekend. Capturing the moments in life that matter most is now easier than ever at Prairie Gardens. Imagine the possibilities. Forever preserving those special photos, a family heirloom, artwork that speaks to your heart. Because at Prairie Gardens, you name it, the PG experts will frame it. Every handcrafted custom frame is expertly designed with you and comes with a lifetime guarantee. So when you're ready to frame the moments that matter most, you'll find your framing experts waiting for you at Prairie Gardens. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, boutique, and your custom framing experts.